Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Rita Goodrow. Hello, and welcome to the 100th episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show, recorded live from a home office in Washington, D.C., and that's really code for a suburb located over 30 minutes outside of D.C. in Northern Virginia. So not really D.C. at all. Thank you. I'm Rita Goodrow, though many of you refer to me as Rita Mimi Do It, known for getting entrepreneurs to take often uncomfortable actions to grow their businesses and live lives they love. Now, it's a daunting task to host a 100th episode, and I'm excited. But before we celebrate, I want to thank the awesome people who made this all happen. This 100th episode could not have been possible without my coach, Lacey Seitz, who encouraged me to start a podcast. My podcast editors, Brett, Brianne, and Kim. My team, Amanda and Sydney. All of the guests I've had the honor to interview and live coach. And of course, you. Give yourself a big round of applause because you've given your time, effort, dedication, and so much more to going all in on your dream by visiting me here weekly to learn and more importantly, implement the real things that it takes to build a business and life you love. And today we aren't only celebrating my 100th episode. Today marks the one year anniversary of my clubhouse community, Wake Up and Win. And I have a huge announcement that I'll be sharing with you later. So it is a celebration indeed. So in honor of my 100th episode, I am turning this into a party. For me, sure, but also you, a guest of honor, because I'm going to share 21 different wins I'm celebrating, but more importantly, tell you what allowed me to make it happen so that you can take what'll work for you and celebrate your own successes. So grab the champagne. I mean, if it's morning, just have a mimosa, put on your party hat, and let's get ready to celebrate. I really am excited to celebrate this 100th episode because truth be told, this was supposed to happen weeks ago. But as many of you know, there was an unexpected hiatus in the Rita Mimi Do It show, and that was due to a family emergency. And I wanted to just take a minute and pause and say thank you so much. Seriously. Thank you so much for all of your messages, your well wishes, and your support. But it just makes it that much more exciting that I'm starting the year with this 100th episode celebration. And really, that's my first celebration, and it's also my first lesson to you. It may not happen how you want it to happen. It may not happen when you want it to happen. But getting thrown off track doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. It just means you keep showing up and you keep working it until it works. And that's why we're here today. And I'm so excited that you are. So let's move on to celebration number two. Today is also another celebration. Not only is it the 100th episode of this podcast, but today marks the one year anniversary of my clubhouse community wake up and win. So I know many of you know me from Clubhouse. Many of you followed me over to Clubhouse. Many of you have heard my episodes here on this podcast about Clubhouse and using Clubhouse to grow your business. But others of you haven't come on over, and that's okay. So let me explain to you what Wake Up and Win is. Every morning, Monday to Friday, 
like clockwork. Right now, our time is 8.05 a.m. Eastern. But every Monday to Friday, we run what is called a room. A room is just an audio room. It's a discussion. It's me and my co-hosts, and it's the audience, and we are just connecting and getting to know each other on a really deep and connected level. But here's what I'm really celebrating is that we have done this every day. And when I say every day, I mean five days a week. We take the weekends off. But every day, Monday to Friday, for a year, for an entire year, guys, that is a huge celebration. And here is what has allowed me to realize today so that I could be celebrating the one year. The first was I realized I couldn't do it alone. I needed support. So I reached out to some people, Becky, Stephanie, Lisa, who I admire and I respect. And together, we have been leading this room together. There are certain days that I just wasn't going to be available and certain times that that we were going to need extra people to help run the room and all kinds of things. And so I knew early on the only way that I could show up for this consistently was to admit that I couldn't do it on my own, that I wasn't going to be able to do every piece of what it takes to build this community and run this space daily and have it happen. And so I reached out and I got support. The second thing was I created real community. I made this bigger than me. I made it bigger than my business. I made it bigger than what I do and the results that I help people achieve. We made this about the participants of the community. We center the conversation around them to spotlight them, to highlight them, to allow them to connect and collaborate. That is always our number one mission. And because of that, people feel really seen, heard, understood, and all of the the comments that people had in today's celebration, because we had a celebration room today, reflected that. How they feel so comfortable, so accepted, and why they participate so openly in this space and come back every single day. And finally, we stayed committed. I mean, I stayed committed, guys. I know my co-host did too, but I'm just talking about me here. I stayed committed even when I didn't want to do it. The room used to be at 7 in the morning. I mean, when I first started it, it was at like 5 in the morning. Guys, I didn't always want to get up and run a room at 7 a.m., right? And I still sometimes don't want to run a room at 8 a.m. until I'm doing it. The minute I'm doing it, I'm so glad that I did. So even when I don't feel like doing it, I still do it. Even when the results aren't what we want, sometimes we have a small room. Sometimes we have no one join. (laughs) Sometimes it's just me and the co-hosts and we're just hanging out, but we still stay there the entire time. We still run the room. We keep showing up. And because of that, we get comments like this one that I'm going to read. Now, I'm not going to say who sent this because they didn't give me permission to say their name. But here is an example of a comment that I'm celebrating from today's one-year anniversary. Hey, Rita, you, Lisa, Becky, and Stephanie are truly appreciated. Wake up and win means a lot to me because I have no other entrepreneur friends who understand my day-to-day challenges or even goal setting. The community we have is vibrant, and we seem to have all of the same goals, interests, and humor, and it's a fun place to be in the mornings. I mean, guys, come on, <laughs> celebrate. And can we also celebrate that 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 review, that comment, that celebration, use the word vibrant, which you may or may not have heard, is my word of the year. And that's going to bring me over to celebration three. Celebration three, guys, is a big one. This is huge. I said in the introduction for today that I had a really big announcement. And this is it. 
this is the really big announcement. I mean, there's another semi-big announcement that I'm going to make at the end, but this, guys, this is a big one. I'm celebrating this on such a huge level, and I can't wait to tell you how it all happened. So celebration number three, I got a TV show. I have a podcast, but you're going to be able to see me on your television. Now, you can decide for yourself if that's good or bad, but I am so excited. I am going to be hosting the Rita Goodrow Show, not the Rita Mimi Do It Show. This podcast is remaining. This is going to be the Rita Mimi Do It podcast, but the Rita Goodrow Show is coming at you. It's coming at you on the TV. It's coming at you on the radio, and on TV, it's going to be on like Time Warner Cable. It's going to be on streaming platforms. It's going to be on satellite TV. Um, it's going to be on Bloomberg Radio Network. It's going to be international. It's insane. It's on a network called Our TV, which is One United Region Television. Now, I'll be doing an episode where I give you all of the information and all of the behind the scenes of this. The show's going to launch sometime in February, maybe March. Don't worry. <laughs> you guys are going to be the first to know. So be sure to listen here. And it's going to be incredible. Think about like, guys, I just want to be Kelly Clarkson. Let's just be honest. And Kelly Clarkson, if you're listening to this, hi, let's be best friends. But I want to be Kelly Clarkson of the business community, right? This is going to be like a, a variety show, like a talk show, but for business. So anyway, let me tell you the piece that you're really interested in, which is Rita, how did you get a TV show? So I will say that the first thing that I did was I started vocalizing this vision a long time ago. And I mean, almost daily. I mean, in the wake up and win room I run, when I do Facebook Lives, every time I'm talking, I always say, I can't wait to have my own TV show. I want my own TV show. I vocalized it to many people. And that started kind of turning into media appearances. So many of you have seen me on different news networks, Fox and CBS and ABC and NBC and you're know, talking about Clubhouse and talking about goal setting and all kinds of things. But I kept saying, nope, I want a TV show. And this year, for the first time, I did a vision board. Now, I know what you're thinking. Rita, what? You don't do a vision board every year? I talk about doing a vision board every year, but I'm not very good with scissors or glue or crafts or design. But my husband, Chuck, got me a vision board kit. And it came with this cute little board and even some like photos already created and quotes and words. And, and I printed out a few of my own photos and I started putting them on this vision board. And one of the photos that I printed out was of me at a conference where someone was filming me. So I was in front of a camera with a microphone and they were filming me talking about the conference. And I put that up on the vision board. And then I shared my vision board. I shared it. I shared like a photo of it. I shared a video of it. And someone saw that who I've known for a long time. And she called me and said, Rita, oh my gosh, I, I didn't even realize you put that on your vision board, but subconsciously I must have because I was looking at your stories and I thought about you and I thought, Rita needs a TV show. And before she could even ask, I was like, yes, yes, I will do your TV show. But she asked, so she's known me. She knew I wanted a TV show because I vocalized to vocalized it to her a long time ago. She's an event planner. She's booked me to speak before. And she's heard me say repeatedly, I want a TV show. But even though she heard me say that, she forgot about it. Now, since I've known her, 
She has inherited the job as executive producer of this network and director of programming for this network. So even though she knew before this that I wanted a TV show, when she was thinking about programming, she didn't think about me, right? Telling people was not enough. I have to keep reminding people. I have to stay in front of people. So when she saw the vision board, she saw that picture. This is what I'm imagining, and this is what I think happened subconsciously. She saw the picture which spurred the memory that I want a TV show, and she was like, oh my gosh, read it would be great for a TV show. And she reached out to me. And I kid you not, guys, the day I did the vision board was the day I shared the image was the day she called and the day I agreed to do the TV show. It was that quickly that I was able to realize my vision, but really not that quickly because I had been talking about this for years, right? So what did I do to like manifest this TV show or to create this, this result? I vocalized my vision I created a tangible representation, a physical representation of the vision, and I shared both the vocal and the tangible vision repeatedly to people. And that's how I made it happen. And guys, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see you on television. It is going to be incredible. I will be, like I said, telling you much more in the future. But let's get on with the rest of today's celebrations. Celebration number four, I was asked by Paul Brunson, and many of you have heard of Paul Brunson. You can go to episodes two and three of this podcast and meet Paul Brunson, and you should if you don't know who he is. Right now, he's over leading. He's the head coach, the head host of Married at First Sight in the UK, which is apparently much bigger than it is here in the United States. But anyway, Paul Brunson asked me to be the managing director of his company. Now, this is not obviously instead of my company. This is a part of it. So he reached out to me and he asked if I would be the managing director. This is a big deal. His company is huge. He's huge. The opportunity is huge. And I, of course, said yes. But how is it that Paul Brunson asked me to be the managing director of his company? Well, here are some of the things that made this all happen. The first thing was when I met him, For the first time, it was at an event where we were both speaking, and I approached him and said that I was interested in learning more about him to promote him to my audience. I had an audience that I knew he could be visible to and that I wanted to talk to him about it. And then when we talked, I let him know because he asked about my trajectory, and it turned out we were kind of on the same career path, transitioning from dating and relationship stuff at the time to entrepreneurship. And that solidified kind of our connection. Then I promoted and I shared the heck out of his stuff with my audience repeatedly because I really did value all the information he was putting out. And I really did want people to see it. But he saw me. He saw me promoting him. He saw me sharing. He saw me discussing with my audience all the things he was doing. And he reached back out to me to say thank you and asked if I wanted to talk some more. And we kept talking. And here's like, I think the real piece of it while I admired him and while I do admire him and while he's still a mentor, even though um, we work together. And I never once put him on a pedestal. Sorry, Paul. I did not put you (laughs) on a pedestal. I see people do this a lot with people they admire. They kind of put them way up high, leaving them way down low. Like they're they're looking up to the person. And and I think what I did with Paul, 
well, I know what I did with Paul, is that I treated him like he was an equal. He was someone I admired and he had information that I respected and I was learning a lot from him, but he wasn't higher than me. He wasn't better than me. And I didn't talk to him in a way that kind of created that dynamic. At all times, I addressed him as if we were equals, as if we were peers, because to me, we were. And I know that because of that, he saw me as a peer. So he saw me as supportive. He saw me as collaborative. He saw me as a peer. And over time, he saw me as a friend and he respected me as a coach. And the reason he did that is because he saw me sharing my message repeatedly. Once I started sharing his stuff, he started paying attention to my content. He saw that I knew what I was talking about and boom, that's how he came to be. But here's the thing. When he asked, I almost said no. I shared this, I think, before in my community. I almost said no. And the reason I almost said no is that wasn't the way success of my business was supposed to, right, quote unquote, supposed to look according to the, the plan that I had mapped out, right? In my head, success was full client load, more clients, more speaking, et cetera, et cetera, all of this stuff. And this wasn't it. Taking on work for somebody else's company wasn't it. But the minute that I took my own advice, which I tell you guys all the time, detach from how success comes. Be certain in your success, but be open to how it comes. I was like, this is it. This is part of the way. In fact, taking on this work as the managing director of his company allowed me to reduce my client load, which has opened up space for the TV show and opened up space for more speaking, which is something I've definitely wanted to do. So the final lesson of celebration number four is to detach from how success happens, be open to any way that it looks, while also simultaneously being certain that it's on its way to you. Now let's get on to celebration number five. Celebration five, y'all, and I got to say y'all when I announce this, I am buying my dream house, <laughs> my dream house. Okay, not just me, we, I do have a husband. <laughs> you guys have met him before. He's been on this podcast before. Um, we are buying my dream house. <laughs> we are buying our dream house. I'm going to call it our dream house, but really, let's be honest. It's my dream house. It's a house that he loves. We are moving to, I haven't announced this publicly yet, so this is about as public as it's going to get right now. We are moving to Savannah, Georgia. Now, when we're doing that, I don't know. There's a whole thing with the house, but that's, that's an episode for another day. But here's the thing that allowed it to happen is I didn't need to know how or when or have a whole plan mapped out. This was something that I talk about a lot, which is you just need to take an action, any action, and trust that the next action will reveal itself to you and you can continue to show up just like that. Taking action after action without needing to know what the next action is. You don't have to have the whole plan. You can take it step by step. You just kind of need to have an idea of where you want to end up. That's it, right? So during the height of the pandemic, we, my husband and I started talking about, well, because he was kind of, his whole division was uh, put on permanent remote. And we started talking about how our businesses now, my business's job will allow us to work from anywhere. And so did we want to be where we are? Did we want to go somewhere else? And we put out into the world, kind of what he wanted, what I wanted. And we looked at a map and saw that like Georgia, North Carolina, the coast kind of met the best of both of our worlds. Like it was our compromise, but we had never been 
to Savannah. And that was a city that kind of kept popping up. And I said, well, let's just go. So we went and we went on vacation. We had a great time and we went on vacation again. And then we just kind of started looking at houses on Zillow for fun. We had no desire to move right at the moment. We had no urgency to move. But we really started visualizing like where we wanted to live down there when we moved, the kind of house that we really wanted to live in, what was going to be important to us. And wouldn't you know it, boom on Zillow, that perfect house popped up and we ended up going to see it and it actually was not the right house on the inside. But right after that, we found the right house and then we just kept trusting ourselves to take the next step and that we'd work it out. It would work out or it wouldn't work out, that everything was going to be right at the right time. We didn't need to know when. We didn't need to have the right plan. We didn't. And sure enough, everything fell into place. So I'm celebrating that I'm buying my dream house and I'm celebrating that it was because I didn't overplan it. We didn't have to pick a date that we were going to move and we didn't need to know how it was all going to happen and we didn't need to make sure that the, you know, the sun, moon, and the stars were going to line up. Instead, we can just work it out as we go because we trust ourselves to navigate whatever happens, whatever result happens from taking action, we trust ourselves. And if you can employ that same mindset in your business, oh my goodness, the sky is the limit. Now let's move on to celebration. We're going to do like celebration six, seven, and eight all at once, okay? So celebration six, this is my eighth year in business for myself, my eighth year. Now number seven, celebration seven, over the course of the past seven years, because I'm in year eight right now, Guys, if you've never done this before, this can be really fun. Don't just look at the money you made this past year. Go and add up the money you've made in your business since you opened the doors to your business. Now, over the course of seven years, I have made, and I mean, I am literally just a couple thousand dollars away. I have made nearly $1 million for my business. One million dollars from my business. Me, I did that. I've created that revenue. I have created that success because I've been open to opportunities because I've shown up right. Well, hold on. I'm going to give you the lesson in a minute. Let's go to celebration eight. I have been in business for myself and I have made the money that I have and I have done it while going on more vacations this past year and spending more time with my husband this past year than any of the other previous years. But overall, going on vacation, spending time with my husband, and getting to work from anywhere I want, and now getting to move anywhere I want while growing my business and while doing all of these things. And that is a freaking celebration to have. I wish I had more sound effects. Like, yay! <laughs> like, In fact, podcast editors, enter, right? Like the sound effects, woo! <laughs> but like, seriously, guys, huge celebration. But how how have I been able to be in business this long and realize the success that I've had in the way that I have? Number one, I just developed belief in myself to make it happen. Note what I didn't say. I didn't say belief that it would happen. I think sometimes you hear that phrase, like, if you just believe it, then it'll be. But no, 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 no. You can believe in something and it'll never happen. What you have to believe in is in your ability and your capabilities to make it happen. And that's what I tapped into. My capabilities, my strengths, my skills, my personality, my whatever you want to call it, all of it together, my experience, my all of the things, my ability to make this happen. And then I decided, I decided that it was a done deal 
And then I backed that decision with action immediately. Every time I make a decision, I back it with action. And then I stay committed. I keep working my strategy, even when it looks like it's not working out, even when it looks like things aren't going to happen or go the way I want them to. I still show up day in and day out. And I stay committed by getting in touch with the why, what this is doing, and like working on that mindset every single day. And trust, I have developed trust in myself because of all of this. Very similar to what I told you about why we're able to buy this house and how we were able to do that because I trust myself to make it work and make it all work out. And I prioritized what was important to me. I took the life that I wanted to live and then I made decisions in my business to support it. So I knew I wanted to have a sustainable business that means it had to support my life. I have to be able to work from where I want to work and be around who I want to be around and do the things I want to do and make the money I want to make and do it in the hours that I want to work. And so I had to get clear about what my life looked like. And then I made decisions, and sometimes they were hard decisions, to support it in my business. If I wanted to work fewer hours but make more money, I had to charge rates that are higher than I was comfortable with at the time. I had to hire team members before I was comfortable hiring team members. I had to delegate tasks before I was comfortable delegating the tasks before I even saw proof that there was going to be continuous money to like back up the investments that I was making. But I trusted myself to do it because I trusted that I could navigate whatever happened from making those decisions. You see what I'm saying? And then it all loops again. Now, celebration number nine, I did all of this without a website. I don't have a website. I mean, technically right now you could go to read, well, I don't, it depends on when you're listening to this, but as of today when I'm recording this, you can go to my website and it's like a placeholder website. I have never had a website. And I tell people this all the time. You do not need a website to grow a profitable business, period. You need relationships. You, you need a lot more. That's an episode for another day, too. But I don't have a website until now. I am celebrating. My new website is about to launch. In fact, it might even be up by the time you listen to this. So go to readamamedoit.com and check it out and see. Trust me, you'll know. It's a full-fledged website with a quiz and everything. So if you see that, you're seeing the new website. But here's what I'm celebrating. I didn't beat myself up for not doing it until now. I mean, I'm eight years in my business. It just was never a priority. It wasn't the focus for how I was going to get business, how I was going to get clients, relationships, and relationship building always was, not a website. So I I just, I'm celebrating that I didn't have to do everything in my business all at once. I'm really celebrating that I focused on the things that would move the needle forward in my business in bigger ways. Networking, speaking, creating in-person relationships, in-person trust, like all of that. And I didn't have to invest my time, effort, or energy on a website, even though everyone was telling me that I quote unquote should. So I pushed aside the should and I did the more uncomfortable things that I knew would make a bigger impact in my business. And I'm celebrating that. And now, because of all of that, the website that I do have is going to work for me in a better way. I've had years to develop my brand. I know exactly what the information is that needs to be on that site to be useful. Useful to new people meeting me, but also useful to people who already know me. It's a value-filled site, and it's really going to help and support so many people, including my business. And I'm celebrating that. So let's go on to celebration 10. 
Celebration 10, I had the most packed year ever of media appearances. And when I say media, I don't mean just television, podcasts, uh, web-based TV shows, uh, radio shows. I was on national news. I was on local news. I even got asked to do a presentation for Pepsi. Now, the Pepsi Corp, it was Stacy's Pita Chips, which is a subsidiary of Pepsi, but still, same thing, Pepsi and Kellogg, the Kellogg company. I mean, that was all in this past year. And why was I able to do all of this? Well, first of all, was my extreme and consistent visibility every single day. Most of this actually happened as a result of Clubhouse from people in the companies, in the corporations, hearing me speak. But it wasn't just seeing me every day, hearing me. It's not really seeing you on Clubhouse. It's seeing your photo while you speak. But it wasn't just that. It was really this. I developed my thought leadership. I got very, very clear around what I want to be known as an expert on, and that depends on who you serve, right? So I'm helping you kind of apply this. It's like get very, very clear about who you serve, that narrow, narrow audience, so that you can really develop that expertise for them, right? Not general practitioner stuff. We want to be a specialist. And so you dig real deep on what would be an expert to that individual that you're thinking of in your head. And then what do you need to be a thought leader around? What do you need to be an expert on in order to resonate and speak with these people? I got very, very clear. I spent a lot of time developing this. I put a lot of time and I got a lot of support around it. But that's the first thing that I did. I really developed my thought leadership and then I shared it. I shared my messages everywhere and I shared them frequently, daily, sometimes multiple times daily in in the places that mattered. Clubhouse, I was sharing on Instagram, I was sharing on Facebook. But here's the thing, I never deviated from the topics that I wanted to be a subject matter expert on. And I have a system so that I'm not hopping around and confusing people. So having a developed thought leadership plan, getting visible consistently with that thought leadership, but having a strategy for how you put out content so that it's comprehensive across your ecosystem becomes super important to make things like this happen, to get opportunities to publish articles, to be on the news, to to be interviewed on podcasts and other uh, media, to, uh, you know, get asked to publish a book, like all, to have a TV show, right? Like all of this stuff is because of that. So how well are you doing that? That's a question to ask yourself. Now, let's move on to Celebration 11, which is actually centered around Clubhouse. This was the year of Clubhouse, guys. And I'm going to, I'm just putting out there that 2022 is also going to be a year of Clubhouse. Some people are like, eh, Clubhouse isn't the same. And any social media platform pivots. But I'll tell you what, Clubhouse is still where it's at. If you guys aren't on Clubhouse, go over to my show notes. Click and follow me on Clubhouse. Just come into the rooms when you see me leading them to get acclimated. If enough people start following me, if you message me and say, Rita, I want an orientation. I'll do an orientation room for you on Clubhouse. I want to help you use it if you're curious at all. But here's the thing. Here's what I'm celebrating. I have 16,000 followers, almost. I'm a little under 16, but I'm going to say in a year, 16, because I'm calling in the few I need to reach this number. 16,000 followers on Clubhouse in a year. Now, follower count doesn't matter, but on Clubhouse, here's why this is so important. 
people can't just really find you on Clubhouse. I mean, they've added some features now where kind of, yes, but it's not like people are using hashtags and stumbling on you and then following you because they can see that you're an expert from posts or anything like that. For them to know that they want to follow you, they have to hear you speak. They have to interact with you. They have to have heard you and thought, wow, this is incredible. 16,000 people means those are 16,000 people that I had a direct impact on. It's not bots. It's not spam. It's a, These are people. Now, sure, do I have a few bot accounts in there? Probably, although Clubhouse is really good at cleaning it out. But whatever, it's my celebration, and I'm celebrating 16,000 followers. But really, here's the thing. Here's what I'm celebrating are the actions that allowed me to reach 16,000 followers on Clubhouse. I prioritized it. I have one main way that I build awareness in my business and I double, triple, quadruple down on it. Guys, I go all in. What I'm really celebrating is that I stopped a long time ago going all out. I stopped trying to do everything. Instead, I pick one thing and I go all in on it all in on it. This is what so many entrepreneurs won't do. They feel like I need to be visible everywhere. I need to cast a wide net. I need to be in all the places on all the platforms and all the ways to get as much visibility as possible. Yet they're still struggling to get the clients and generate the revenue and have all of the opportunities that they want because that's not going to be the way to do it. What is is by saying no, right? In order to get the success you really, really want, you have to say no to so much, meaning you have to know, you have to K-N-O-W, what it is that you want, what will move the needle forward towards it. And you have to say no, N-O, to everything else that will pull you away from that. And that can be really scary because what if the thing you pick isn't the thing that gets you to where you want to be, right? And if you have that thought, you'll never pick anything. But that's where so many people stay stuck. Well, guys, I didn't do that. Here's what I've known, and here's what I've known for a long time. I have one way that I generate awareness of my business, really, one main way, and that is speaking. Speaking to groups, associations, organizations, running my own speaking engagements, interactive, right? Not pre-recorded, master classes, Facebook Lives, and Clubhouse came along, and that is a platform that encompasses all of that live, interactive speaking in a variety of ways that I know showcase me, allow me to spotlight others, and build authentic and real relationships. And I prioritized the heck out of that platform. And I put in many hours. Here's the thing. When a platform is new, when it's picking up, when it's at, you need to double down on that. It may mean putting in more hours and putting in more time than you might want to ultimately. But I knew I really bet on myself to win on that platform. And I put in the time that was required to make that bet. And I shared my thought leadership all over the place. There were a lot of people that don't like me because of the things I had to say or the way I say it or my personality or my sense of humor. And that's okay. I didn't try to get everybody to like me on Clubhouse. I tried to speak to the people that I knew that I could help the most, that I wanted to connect with the most, and I doubled down on that. And then I made connections. I didn't just show up and listen to other people speak. And I didn't just show up and lead my own rooms. I made sure that in those rooms, I interacted with people and then I followed up with the relationships outside of Clubhouse. I prioritized it. I time blocked for it, right? And because of that, I focused on creating a community around everything that I was doing. So 
a social media platform, sure, it can work, but do you guys see the bigger picture of what I did? I didn't try to get visible everywhere else. I said speaking is the number one way to build awareness. So I knew speaking to groups, associations, and this is just one of the ways that I can do that. And so I prioritized it over everything else. I prioritized it over Instagram or posting on LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever. So my lesson to you guys, have one main way to build awareness and one main way to nurture relationships. Say no to everything else and double and triple down on those things and bet on yourself to win. Now, That brings me to celebration number 12. I couldn't do any of this without my dream team. (laughs) And I think I hired them in this past year, which is crazy because I feel like they have been team members all of my life. But Amanda is my incredible OBM. And Sydney is my incredible community manager slash VA. And I could not have done any of the things that I'm telling you about without having them as part of my team. They are equally invested in my company. They are just as important and crucial for the success of my company as I am, um, as anything else in my business is, right? I could not be traveling and saying yes to being the managing director of another company and moving and doing a TV show and and having a podcast if I did not have them doing the things that they can do. I can then focus on what I need to do, the things that only I can do because they're there helping me and supporting me and everything else, and I'm not trying to do it all myself. I am being the CEO of my business. I am being the face of my business, and that's where I'm focused, and I'm doing the things that no one else can do. No one else can get up on stage and speak as Rita. Nobody else can record this podcast and be Rita. Nobody else can do the TV show and be Rita, and I create my own content. I don't format it. I don't publish it, you know, myself, but I create it because nobody else has the thoughts in their head the way that I do, and there are other things that I do, but I don't do, I mean, hours and hours over 40 to 60 hours a month of anything else. They're doing it for me. But here's how I was able to do it. I made an investment in them, even though that investment felt completely scary. And even when on paper, I had nothing to back it up. I had enough to know that I could make the first payment for them. I didn't necessarily know at the time that I could continue for a year or more to to hire them and have them still be working for me, right? Especially at their rates, especially with the hours that I knew I would need to to give them. I didn't have that like saved, right? And this is what I see so many people do to hire people or make investments on team or coaches or something in their business. They're like, I need to have the money first, right? And when you feel like you need to have all of the money allocated first. I need to have, if somebody wants to work with me, I often hear, well, Rita, I don't have six payments saved. Once I have six payments saved, once I have the money saved, then I'll hire you. And it's the same thing for getting support through VAs or OBMs. I hear people say, well, you know, once I have the money saved, once I get a few more clients and I know that I have the money, then, right, then I'll get the support. Then I'll get the VA. Here's kind of the issue with that. You're thinking of it as an expense not an investment. When you think you need to have all the money allocated or saved or whatever it is, what you're saying is, I don't actually believe I'm going to make more money. 
I don't think I'm going to make more money from this investment. It's why with me, people who come into it thinking, well, I need the full amount saved up for your mastermind, or I need the full amount saved up to hire you as a private coach. It's because in their head, they're not thinking they're going to be making any additional extra money. But the truth is, by hiring me, they are. They're going to be making more money, you know, if they apply themselves, right? If they do the things that they're that they're committing to do during that time, they will make more money. But they go into it already betting on themselves to lose, thinking, I'm not going to make any additional money. That's why I need to know that I have all of these payments ahead of time, because I'm not betting on myself to win and have the payments as we go. And I see people do this with their team all the time. It's like you have to make an investment. An investment means you put money in before you know that there's a return, before you're guaranteed that you're going to get the return that you want on that, because you trust that you will. You trust that you know things enough that you will, or that if it's not working the way you want, you can figure it out. So the reason you will make more money is because you're going to invest in a team member. Not once I make more money, I'll invest in a team member. If you are capped out at your income, if you are, if you have full hours and you're capped at your income or you're not able to generate what you want and you feel like you're doing all the things, right? And you're working like full days or the hours that you have for your business are capped and you're still not generating the revenue you want. The only thing that will get you to the next level is hiring a team member. So you've got to embrace that mindset of being an investor in your business and let go of the idea that it's an expense. I mean, truly, you have to bet on yourself to win. And let's talk about Celebration 13. Because I hired this dream team, I'm able to, like I said, do the things that I need to do. But here's what I'm celebrating. I serve my clients and I serve them extremely well with excellence. And I know that a lot of coaches say, I'm great at what I do. And I'm sure there are really great coaches out there, but I'm one of them. <laughs> and I am celebrating that. Here's why I believe I'm excellent. Because I provide the full support that my clients need in a way that I don't see other coaches necessarily providing it. I see coaches have courses or they have private or they have masterminds and I have all of that. But here's one thing that I know is true. That private connection, private moments, the ability to ask questions will always, always grow a business quicker than anything else, which is why in my business model, I prioritize that. I provide unlimited access to my uh, mastermind and to my private clients to be able to reach me with questions, right? Of course, I have boundaries around that, guys, but I still provide it. And a lot of coaches don't. They really severely limit the number and ways that people can reach them, right? Also, even in my mastermind program, when I went to group coaching, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but when I really switched more to a group coaching model in my business, I knew the power of private. And so I added private coaching calls even to a group mastermind. It's worth right adding that additional time for the results that I know my clients are going to get. Even in my program, the most important thing, which is basically like a course, I didn't want people to just watch videos and have transcripts and do, I've bought done-for-you courses or do-it-yourself courses, not done-for-you, do-it-yourself courses, and how many have just sat unfinished? I didn't want that. I have weekly live interaction with me. I have bonus private calls. I have group coaching sessions, right? Like, here's what I'm celebrating. Because I serve my clients with excellence, meaning I think about what do they need to succeed, and I provide that, my clients have had kick 
ass results, guys, that I am celebrating the heck out of. This year, my clients have had things like $88,000 launches. They expanded brick and mortar locations. One client took maternity leave, completely left her job. And I mean, when we say we, we planned for maternity leave, it was a complete maternity leave. It was like no connection, no contact to her business, nothing. And, and not only was she able to do that, she generated the highest revenue during that period of time. So what she saw was she was the bottleneck in her business. And because of that, she was able to clear the bottleneck and now she can grow her business in an even bigger way. Other clients had some of their first media appearances. I had multiple clients hit seven figures in their business and so much more because All of this was possible because I know that serving clients is the thing. It is the most important thing. And as a coach, I hold for their goals more than I hold for them. I don't let them get distracted from what they really want to achieve. I hold for my clients' goals more than I do for them. And I can explain that in another podcast. But because of that, they have been able to achieve all the things because I serve them with excellence. But I serve them with excellence because I put them first. What is easiest for them? What do they need? What do they want? Which brings me to celebration number 14, which is that I prioritize the heck out of value. I prioritize the heck out of my clients, my community members, the people I was coming across. And this is what I mean. At all times, I approach things from what is best for them, the way I develop my website, what is best for the person navigating the website, the way that I accept payments, what is best for the person who is paying, the way that I work with clients, what is easiest for them to get through to me, to communicate with me, what do they need in order to get all of their results. I am celebrating the heck out of the fact that I do that because so many people build their business from a place of what's easiest for me. They go, well, I don't like to get credit card payments because they take a fee out of my credit card payments. Or I don't like to be on social media, even though it might be easiest for uh, my audience to connect with me on social media. So I'm not going to do it. Or I, I, and they make their business about them. I don't like getting on video, so I'm not going to get on video and share my message, right? Like, or I don't like private coaching, even though I know that that's going to be the most valuable result for people. So I'm not going to offer it, right? I'm not saying you have to run a business in a model that you don't love and doesn't light you up. But I'm saying we have to make decisions with your community, your clients, your people at the center. And I like really, really did that in a huge way this year, including incorporating masterclasses. And the minute that I incorporated masterclasses, guys, my list has grown to the largest it's grown in a long time. I have the most engagement in these free classes than on any live stream or anything that I've done in the past. I've gotten the most clients from doing it. And I trusted my gut. I really sat and said, here is what my audience needs. They don't need another live stream where they're just watching me and typing comments. They need to be on the screen with me. They need to be able to interject. They need to be able to ask questions. They need to be able to participate. They need this. They need. And so I created it and I did it. Even though I was really terrified, I'm going to be honest, I was like really scared and terrified of leading my first masterclass. Guys, the masterclasses, hands down, are a winner. And the reason that they've been so successful is because I prioritized them, not me. And so that's a lesson. And that brings me to 15. All of this 
has allowed me, everything I've talked about for the most part in my business has allowed me to create a sales flow now. When I prioritize people and I go, where are they? The people I want to help, where are they really? And where do they want to be? And what is everything, not just bare minimum, but everything that can help them get there? And then I create my packages off of that. Here is what people need. I know people need this, the full package to get the biggest results in the best, most efficient way possible. But then if people aren't ready for that, I know where they need to start. It will start moving them forward and most likely get them to a place where they feel comfortable moving on with everything, right? Here's a great example, like uh, a dog trainer, right? The bare minimum of what their client needs is for them to come in and do the session and train their dog, right? But what would make this easier and more impactful if their package didn't just include the training sessions, but if it also included the treats and the clicker and the crate and the leash that's recommended, right? If it includes all of these things. And so really thinking, well, this is a bare minimum, but this is what's really needed. And as an expert, this is a recommendation that I'm going to make. And when your clients hear that, like it's my expert opinion from working with all of the clients I've worked with, this is what you need to get to the results that you want, they're going to respect that. Now, they might not be ready for it. They might not be ready for everything. And that's okay, right? All of that is okay. But you need to then have a step-down offer that makes it easy for people to move through working with you. Now, that's something that I talk about in all of my programs. And I've had episodes. And I'm not going to go into all of that here. I mean, we're already almost at the hour mark, right? But what I'm celebrating, again, is that I have created an easy way for people from free all the way till paid and continue paying and all of the points that they need support, I have created an easy flow for them to move through working with me that give them the business that they want, the life that they want in a way that also supports me. And I could not have done that without the support that I got, without the clarity that I got from all of the important mentors and people in my life. But I prioritized and invested in that so that I could reach to this point, right? So I got clear about the life that I want to live. I made really hard decisions to step into that. Like I have cut back private clients, even though I love private clients, and I doubled down on my mastermind, the six-figure CEO mastermind. That is now my signature program where private coaching used to be. But again, like I said, I did not abandon the private connection in the mastermind. I solidified it and made it work my way, a way that nobody else was doing masterminds. You can still have the life that you want, give the clients the results that they need, and do it in a way that feels good and works for both of you. And I'm just celebrating that I've done that. So like, congratulations to me, but that can also be a congratulations to you if you kind of sit and think about these things. But really, it comes from getting clear about the life you want to live and also getting clear on who your clients are and your answer lives in the overlap of three things. Here is what's best for my clients. Here is what's best for my business. Your business is not you. And then here is what's best for me. And the overlap, that's where the sales flow lives, guys. If you need help with that, stay tuned. I'm gonna tell you how you can get help with that. But I'm celebrating that, right? And that leads me to celebration 16, all about speaking. 
I have created a business model to prioritize what's the most important to me. And I told you before, speaking, speaking. But here's the thing. I want to be on stages. I have been on stages. I want to be on more. I want to impact large groups of people. I love the energy from going to conferences and being a keynoter and speaking or doing a breakout, whatever it is. My TV show, this podcast, like I want to speak, speak, speak more in 2022. But here's what I did in 2021, 20. 21. Yeah, it's hard to say. To send the signal to the universe that I wanted it all, which is why I'm getting it now. I hired a kick-ass speaking coach. I hired a coach to help me level up my keynote. And not only that, I prioritized it enough that even though it was a virtual coaching arrangement, I flew to California to work with him in person. I paid extra money to go to California. I put myself up in a hotel, like I did all the things, right? So that I could be there in person because it was that important to me. And, right, I prioritized the space in my schedule to allow for speaking before the speaking comes. If I had kept my schedule full with private clients and everything else, right, that I had, I would be sending a signal to the universe that I'm not really serious about speaking because I did not have the space in my schedule for all the travel or all the conferences or all the events, right? Which meant I had to eliminate things to create the space so that I can tell the universe I'm serious about it. And the minute the space was created, everything flowed in to support it. But this can be scary because it feels like you're taking a couple of steps back, having to turn down clients, having to turn down revenue, having to say no to certain opportunities and certain things so that you create the space. But here's the main lesson. I want you to look at whatever and say, am I sending a signal out there that I'm serious about this? If you want a full client load, have you blocked out on your calendar the times as if you have a full client load? Even if you don't, do you have your calendar thinking that you do so you have space for the clients to land? Or have you filled your calendar with so many other things that subconsciously you're thinking, I don't have the space. I don't have the space to take on clients. Or do you have a contract set up? For clients, maybe you haven't signed your your first client yet, but really subconsciously, you're hesitating to sign your first client because you don't have an onboarding package. You don't have the software in place. You don't have a contract, right? You're really telling the universe, well, I'm not really that serious about it. So look at what you want and say, am I sending out the right signals in my schedule, in my organization, in my systems to let the universe know I'm ready? If not, you need to take the actions to make that happen, which is what I'm celebrating that I've done with speaking. And because of that, I have the TV show. I have the Clubhouse followers. I have this podcast. And I have so much more that's coming that I can't wait to share with you. But that's what I'm celebrating there. All right. Brings me to celebration number 17. Even with all of that, even with everything I've invested in, the trips, the travel, my coach. I mean, I paid my coach, guys more money this year than I've ever paid in my entire life. But here's the thing. I had the speaking coach. I had my coach. I've invested in my team at a higher level. I invested in all kinds of things, equipment, systems. I I spent more. I had the highest year of expenses ever. 2021 was the highest year, the highest expense year ever. But here's the thing. 2021 was my highest revenue year ever. Even with the cutbacks of private clients, even with the changes that I made, even with creating space and a few steps back, because I made strong decisions in my business to support what I want, this past year, 2021, 
was my highest revenue year ever and my highest year of expenses ever, but even then it was my highest year of profit ever, guys, because I got clear about where to invest my money. I got clear around the pricing and the model that I needed to have everything that I want happen. I executed on it all, and I really embraced the concept that in order to make money, I had to not spend money. I had to invest money in the right people and the right things. And I had to invest my time in the things that were going to move my business forward the most. But here's the biggest lesson. Stop trying to do it all without spending money on your business. You will stall. By spending more money than ever on my business, by investing, really. I spent some, sure, some stuff's expense, right? But by spending the most money in my business ever, I had the highest profit in my business ever. I made the most money in my business ever because I invested in the right things, right? But I would have never done that. I'd still be back at not making $5,000 a month, guys, if I hadn't started investing and spending money in my business. Do not be scared when you invest. When you invest in the right people, the right things, the right support, the right resources, the right... It will create everything you need to generate more revenue if you keep showing up and taking action. And I'm going to celebrate them with that led to Celebration 18. My choices in 2021 and continuing forever and ever and ever, amen, did not have to be made off of the decision of money. This is the first year I can ever say. And guys, there's a bigger celebration here because I grew up right, with a certain money mindset that came from, you know, my my life, like how I was raised and growing up. And there has been a lot of work to overcome the way that I view money. I have forever had the thought that people and money will always leave, even when that's not true. Even when everything is showing me that's not true, I have always had the thought that people and money will always, always leave. And I have had to do a lot of mindset work to overcome that. I'm celebrating a couple of things here. I'm not making myself wrong and thinking I have to fix it. So many people find what I call the thing under the thing under the thing, that limiting belief, that feeling, and they feel like, well, I need to make it go away. And then what happens is a month or two months or a year later when it pops back up again, I'll hear, but Rita, oh my gosh, this again? This I worked on this. This should be gone, right? Here's what I'm celebrating. I said, F that. <laughs> this doesn't have to be gone. I'm not broken. I don't have to fix it. This is just a thing that happens. And all I have to do is be aware of it so I can move through it. I stopped beating myself up thinking, oh, I'm still broken. Why haven't I fixed myself, right? Instead, I just acknowledge this is a way that I'm just always going to feel and all I have to do is be aware that this feeling is going to pop up and I have to know how to mitigate it when it does. So I'm celebrating that. I'm celebrating that I didn't make myself wrong. I'm always making myself right. And that's really kind of what it means, right? You're not broken. You're fine. Nothing has to be fixed. We just have to have self-awareness, right? So I became aware of this thing. And I did the mindset work around it. Now, this can't be an episode. We're already over an hour, guys. Um, or we're getting there if we're not there yet. But I did all the right mindset work. So I can do another whole episode on that, right? To overcome this. 
But what it allowed me to do was develop a true abundance mindset, meaning I really do believe that everything I want is out there if I show up at a level of a person to receive it. Now, not only that, but I trust myself to take the actions of a person who would receive it. And the most important thing, I trust myself to navigate whatever results from taking those actions. It's really about trust. The reason that my choices don't have to be made off of money, it's not like, do I fix the car or do I do this, isn't because I always have the money for both things. I trust myself to figure it out. I trust myself to come up with the money. I trust myself to do the things I need to do. I make, here's what I'm really celebrating. Let's word it like this. I make my choices first and I work the money out second. I make my choices first. I work the money out second. And one thing that I laid to bed to rest forever in 2021 was letting money dictate my decisions, right? I'm out of that abusive relationship with money. Now, I have been slowly getting out of that abusive relationship with money, but it kept coming back a little bit here and a little bit there. And I've shared that repeatedly with you guys. But here's the thing. It's done over gone. That relationship is no longer. Money is not going to call the shots for me anymore. I call the shots. I make my choices first, and then I figure out how to work out the money for the things that I want. I no longer make my choices because I think I don't have money to do the thing. If I want a program, I decide I want the program, and then I'm going to figure out how to get the money for it. If I want support, I'm going to make the choice to get support, and then I'm going to figure out the money for it. If I want a house, I'm going to make the choice to get the house, and then I'm going to figure out how to work a plan to get the money for it. You see what I'm saying? But so many people don't make the choice. They just let money call the shots, and that's what I'm celebrating. Money doesn't call the shots in my house anymore. I don't know about you guys, (laughs) but let's move on to celebration 19. So now, right, I'm in that full trust of my ability to make money. I trust that money will not always leave me. I trust that there's money around me and I can figure out and take all the uncomfortable, scary actions to get access to the money that I want. But because I now know that I can make it, I'm able to now focus on accumulating wealth. And I am celebrating that. That's a big phase of business. That's a big move in my business, right? But I'm going to give you a little lesson about why I should have done this sooner. So here's what I mean. I'm focusing on accumulating wealth. I'm getting real estate, right? I'm finally buying the house that we are here in now. (laughs) We don't own it, right? We don't own the house. In fact, it's really funny. My husband's in real estate. I used to be a real estate lawyer. We were super against buying a house. That'll also be a podcast for another day. But here's the thing. I finally trust myself, right, to make money. And that allows me to focus on wealth. And so that allowed me to step into home ownership, which is a form of accumulating wealth. I bought an NFT. Ask me what that is later. (laughs) I'll tell you later. Maybe I'll get Brian Fanzo back on my podcast to talk about NFTs. Um, But I bought one and I have some creator coin, kind of like Bitcoin. I don't know. Maybe that's not right. But it's cryptocurrency. Um, I have uh, uh, stocks that I'm investing in now. And guys, as of this week, I am opening my own self-employed IRA, my own own IRA for being self-employed. Now, some of you might already have that. I haven't had that. I haven't felt, even to eight years, even making the money I have, I have not felt secure enough to invest in that way. 
But here's what happened, right? Because here's the thing. Focusing on accumulating wealth can feel really scary when technically there's still more money you need because you still have student loans or you still have like debts that you're paying off or you still have things, right? Like all still very real. I went to law school, guys. Still got student loans I'm paying off, right? But it can feel scary to put money away to like invest in stock or to buy an NFT or to invest in a retirement account, right? When you still need money today. But here's what I'm really celebrating. This is a lesson that I'm sharing And this is what I'm celebrating. My future is just as important as my present. My future is just as important as my present. And providing for my future makes my present more lucrative. When when myself, how do I say this? When myself knows that I'm providing for myself, then I do more things to provide more for myself. I don't know if that made any sense at all. But it's like when I am providing for my future, I am sending a deeper message to me that I believe in myself. Again, I am betting on myself to win. If I was not betting on myself to win, I would not invest in my future. I am celebrating that I am betting on myself to win, and I am showing that through tangible action by providing for my future because I know that doing that is going to make today more lucrative because it's going to increase the belief in my success, because it's going to increase the belief in my abilities, because it's going to increase the belief in all of the things that are important. The act of providing for my future will increase my confidence in myself and my certainty of my success and how I show up today. And that's what I want you to say to yourself. Are you doing that? How are you doing that? How are you sending a signal that you're certain in your success by providing for your future? And here's the thing. It doesn't have to be big. Guys, they're all, there's this access to all of this stuff. If you go to rally.io, that's a site where you can buy cryptocurrency that supports creators. Now, Again, maybe I'll get Fanzo on here again to talk about all of this stuff. If you guys don't know, look for my past podcast episode with Brian Fanzo. But, you know, you can get creator coins. And some creator coins are like 50 cents, a dollar. You can buy two, right? You can have $4 of creator coin. That's okay, right? You can have um, an IRA that doesn't have a minimum. And you can just put $10 away in it every month. That's okay. Robinhood, right? And other kind of uh, stock apps. I mean, it shows you how much I re- I'm just learning all this stuff now, guys. But like, let you buy stock. You know, you can buy one share at two bucks. That's okay. It's the signal that you're sending yeah, to the universe, but more importantly to yourself by investing in your future, guys. So I want you to ask yourself, how well are you doing that? And I'm celebrating that I have stepped into that fully. Now, Celebration number 20. And then the last one, guys, is big. So celebration number 20, I have manifested another thing off my vision board, and I just love it. And it has to do with my community, the All-In Entrepreneur on Facebook. On my vision board, I really put representations of how I want this community to look and feel, and it's already started happening. I wanted to move away while we were still free to do the educational-based marketing there, and I still encourage selling because obviously I'm going to allow sales. If I told you sales weren't okay, what kind of sales coach would I be, right? But what I really want the all-in entrepreneur to be about is community and connection. And so I visualize that happy hours and roundtable discussions, spotlighting other members, letting other members take over the group to educate, give value, creating leadership opportunities in the community. And the minute that I put that on my vision board, it started manifesting right away. 
I got emails from a couple of community members asking if they could be a guest expert in the group. I got emails asking if they can lead book clubs and podcast groups, uh, which I love podcast discussion groups and book club discussion groups. I had someone ask if they could lead a roundtable discussion. I have some panel discussions, again, because I visualized tangibly what was in my head, and I communicated it. I did a video for the community explaining what I wanted. I shared the vision board. I shared the vision vocally, and it manifested. And I keep showing up for it, and I keep holding for it, and I cre- I, I'm creating the container for it. And so I'm celebrating that. And guys, that means we're on Celebration 21, my last celebration for the 100th episode of the Read and Made Me Do It show. And it's big, guys. It's big. I am celebrating the most important thing. That's what it's called. (laughs) The most important thing. The most important thing, if you don't know, is my 12-week group coaching program. Here are all the things I'm celebrating about this. I started this program right at the height of the pandemic when people were on lockdown. They had limited attention. They wanted to learn and grow their business. I revamped the way that programs were done to fit this lifestyle, to give the most important information about the most important things, to give you the biggest result in the smallest time ever with all of the support that you need, right? So anyway, the program is innovative. It is a completely different way to do a program with all of the touch points and all of the information at a much smaller time investment because right now the world is different still. And we just don't have four hours to sit down and like take part in a group coaching program, right? But here's the thing. When I first launched the program, I had a few registrations, but I launched it again, and then I got more, and then I launched it again, and I got more, right? And now I'm launching it again, and guys, it is the largest registrations I've ever had, and it's not even open for registration yet. And I'm going to tell you about that here in a minute, what I mean by that. But this is kind of one of the sub-lessons of this. I see so many people sabotaging their success because they hop around. They have a program. They launch it once. Maybe they launch it twice. It doesn't have great success or they get bored with it. And they decide, well, I need a different program and I need a different program. All of the people that you see that have these programs that are huge and they're registering all these people and they have all these clients and they have all these participants and they have this large, guys, they have been launching the same program over and over and over year after year after year after year. They keep showing up for it because people need to have that recognition in it. People need to hear about it over and over and over. And also, they need to be ready. There's a program that I signed up for a long time ago. I watched four launches of it before I decided. I knew from launch one I wanted to be in it. And it took four iterations of that launch before I felt confident enough to pull the trigger on it and do it, right? People are like that in your world, in your community. I'm celebrating that I didn't bail on this program, that I believe in this program. I 100% know that participating in the most important thing program will give you everything you need to grow your business. And I know this to be true because the things that I teach in this 12-week program are the foundations that I follow every single day that have allowed me to achieve everything I've mentioned on here. Every single thing I can link back to a foundation from this program. There are only five foundations of this program, right? Here's the thing. I focused it. When I say I focused this program on the most important things, I focused this program on the freaking most important things and on nothing else. You don't need to learn all the things. You don't have time to learn all the things. And honestly, learning all the things is going to keep you from doing anything. You need to learn the most important things, right? 
And I can link all of my successes that I've celebrated to these things. If you know these things and you implement these things, you too, you too will have successes like this, right? I really know that you will. But here's what I'm really, really, really celebrating. I stuck with it because I believed in it and I kept launching it, even when it looked like it wasn't going to work, even when I didn't reach my launch goals, even when, even when I kept showing up, I kept doing it. I didn't feel like I had to scrap it and retitle it or scrap it. And Maybe there were small tweaks. I just make small tweaks each time, but I keep showing up for it. I keep talking about it. And this past year, I had my first ever holiday bonus, right, around uh, Black Friday, like Thanksgiving time. I did my first holiday bundle, and I included early registration for the most important thing in it. Now, the price of the most important thing, because I've added things and I've tweaked it, right, is to, it's, it's a higher price point than it was when I first launched it, right? But I did this holiday bundle that's still a great savings, and I had 20 I think it's 22, but I'm going to say 20 in case. But no, I'm going to say 22 because I think it's 22. 22 people register for it from the holiday bundle. So guys, the cart just opened. The cart opened on this program, which starts in two weeks, just the other day. And I already have 22 people registered heading into the launch, right? It's incredible. It is going to be the largest, most engaged round of the most important thing ever, and I'm celebrating that I have the best content. I have the best support. I, I know that this is going to be the most energetic and most impactful round of this program because I kept showing up for it, because I've been making it more and more excellent every time, because I'm not scrapping it and starting something new and having to learn something new. I guarantee that this is going to be the most powerful program you could ever take. Right? So if you really are wanting to have successes like what I've shared with you here, if you're wanting to focus on the most important things to move your business forward, if you don't want to invest hours and hours learning everything and not fully executing on anything or getting so overwhelmed, you don't execute on anything and you're like, no, I want to know just what are the most important things that I need to do? How can I say no to the things that don't matter? Yes to the things that do. So I see these kinds of big results and these deep results. How can I do it in an affordable way, right? That's key. Affordable with the support I need. I don't want you to have a course that you watch and you don't get any inter interaction, right? You get to sign up for this course and you get the course, but you get a community. It's not a course. I keep calling it a course. It's a program, right? So you get the program that includes components of a course, but you get the community and you get access to me for weekly Q&As. There's some right now live coaching bonuses. There's some group coaching bonuses. There are a lot of things that we're packing into this round. Not only that, I happen to know the 22 women who are already registered. They're incredible. Talk about being able to learn from experts in a whole variety of industries that are going to support your business. But you are going to get everything you need. The private contact, the information, the accountability, the support, and it takes less than 10 minutes a day for 12 weeks. And you will be implementing as you go. This is an implementable program. And not only that, at week five of the program, or like, I think it's like week five, maybe it's week, don't hold me to it. But at a certain track, when we hit lesson five, 
you pick a personalized track. It's not cookie cutter. It's not one size fits all. We go through part of the program together and then you have individual calls with me to pick the track that's right for you so it's personalized for you and your business. You see how I let I, I created my own model of this. This is what people really need to get success. You need it to be affordable. You need it to not take a lot of time, but you still need it to give you what you, you don't want just another class you watch. You want access. You want to be asking questions. You want to accountability. You want a community. You want it to be personalized. You don't want a cookie cutter course, but you still want it to be that affordable and time commitment that fits into your life, right? That's what I've created. So guys, if you want to check out the most important thing, go check it out. I don't know when you're listening to this episode, but I'm going to date this episode. I know we try to make episodes evergreen, but right now it is January 11th, 2022. When I'm recording this, the program starts January 24th, 2022. The cart closes January 23rd. So by the time you're listening, this comes out on the 13th. Is that right? Yeah, the 13th. So this episode gets released on the 13th of January. There are a lot of dates I'm throwing at you. This this episode gets released on January 13th. It's still early bird time. You get the early bird price. You get all the early bird bonuses. There's so much that you can get if you sign up before the 16th, before the end of the 16th. But don't worry, still on the 17th, you can sign up and it's still a great deal and it's still a great price and there's still some bonuses, right? Here's the thing. You have to the 23rd to sign up for this program and join the 22 women who have already made a commitment to invest in themselves, who want celebrations like what I celebrated with you, who are excited, right, to have all of these milestones hit in their way, in a way that fits their life, celebrating the things that are going to light them up, just like I got to celebrate all of the things that are lighting me up. And it all, again, relates to these foundations. And its foundations run how to be spending your time, how to really connect with your audience, how to create a sales flow that works for you, like we talked about, to understand the customer journey, to pick your all-in strategy and go all-in on it so you're building awareness and you're nurturing relationships in a way that convert with ease. And you're stepping into all of the big opportunities that will come with the full support you need to do it. So if you're excited about that, head to the link for the most important thing in the show notes and just sign up now because I'm super excited. I'm already celebrating you for saying yes to yourself, for saying yes to your business, um, for you going all in on this program and all in on your business, and for you saying, I'm going to work with Rita, I'm prioritizing it and investing in myself, I'm pre-celebrating, I'm calling in that win, I'm calling in the most engaged, largest round of the most important thing ever that will include you. Guys, thank you so much for celebrating with me. I have been so missing you. It has been weeks. And again, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for understanding my unexpected hiatus. But we are back. And the Rita Mimi Do It show is going to be better than ever before. It is going to couple with, it's not going to repeat the Rita Goodrow show. They are now going to work together. And I can't wait to tell you more about that on the next episode of the Rita Mimi Do It show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcast, and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Read and Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. 
And then head on over to RitaMamieDoIt.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.